0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to season two, episode 19 of the OOFTA podcast. I am Jordan Rudolph and I am joined by newly dubbed active life professional coach Emily O'Connor.
1: Yes. Hello, Jordan.
0: I had to get you the introduction today.
1: (laughs) Yes. Very excited. Uh, I finished up my active life professional certification uh, on Wednesday. So all the coursework is done. Um, But as we all know, it doesn't end there. Uh, Just more about the implementation Uh, and more reps of the implementation than what we've already put into action here.
0: Yeah, and for those of you, uh, we're we're hopping on today's episode, episode 19, to um, dive a little bit more into nutrition and maybe some science, some research, some behavior around nutrition, specifically um, about a macronutrient named called protein. You guys may have heard of it. Um, and we're going to, we're going to talk some, some stuff behind all that and kind of how we use protein here, mm-hmm. but I want to dive into this active life thing a little bit because yeah. I've, I've, you and I first knew about active life, uh, professional ALP because mm-hmm. now there's, there's three different sectors. There's active life professional, there's active life RX, there's active life ProPath mm-hmm. RX is basically if you wanted to hire an online coach that is, Um, prescribed or engulfed or educated certified through the active life model and hired through active life to fulfill your needs uh, for a solution of specific specific stuff active life pro path is the business side of active life and active life professional is their mainstream thing i would say
1: i think so yeah
0: and that's what you are now you Mm -hmm. are an active life professional Emily and I know, knew about ALP, Active Life Professional, for the last, like, two plus years, two and a half years. I think we, I think.
1: Yeah, like, just before COVID, I think yeah. we kind of learned, like, at least yeah. me, like, I started following Active Life, like, end, middle of end of 2019, Yeah, somewhere in there. I wish,
0: I wish I would have remembered when I first found them. Yeah. Like, who, who did I follow? Who, what did I find? Mm-hmm. It was probably you that told me, or me that told you, but there was still something that Went through there. I don't remember. Right. I just remember both you and I talking about their posts and their stuff a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember it was, I remember it being before COVID because right when COVID first started, they released a previous iteration of what is now well expanded into their ALP, mm-hmm. um, the seminar for free online. Right. 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 At right. The start right. Right. I remember
0: that. I remember and that. And I did
1: that. And I was like, this is cool.
0: I remember that now. And then I was kind yeah. of following
1: along. And then just last year... We got into ALP.
0: You did that. I think I got the free, like, bulletproof, like, mm-hmm. shoulders, bulletproof back, something like that. There was courses yeah. that I got to do with that, too. Mm-hmm. And then I actually hired an Active Life RX coach Yeah. when COVID happened to finally get rid of my elbow, like, tendinitis once and for all. Because one of the things that they teach us is how to help people help. with tendinitis and tendinosis and all mm-hmm. that other stuff. So I, I went through, like, a 12-week thing with them. Yep. Lo and behold, like all of a sudden, <laughs> my elbow stuff's gone. Thank Dr. B as well, um, and and Dr. Haberl for. There's a there was a group of people there that I um, wanted to get that away. But uh, really quickly, before we jump into this nutrition side of things, uh, this ALP thing, guys, is like basically considered like a full time job. They they basically had an 800 page textbook that was basically transformed into an online course. Uh, Emily actually got. Her own mentor out of this, and she still has her Linda, um, and Linda is phenomenal. She she would she's a Jedi in my mind. Like mm-hmm. the the stuff that she does and says. Yeah. Like I've been trying to say, like is she another word? I'm like, no, she's a Jedi. Yeah. Um, Star Wars reference for for everybody else there too. Um, sorry, i um,
1: <laughs> I get the reference.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew that one. I just had to put that in there. But ALP is like a top tier, super, uh, prestigious worldwide known,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, professional certification. Uh, I'm just going to let you kind of take a, a little bit of time here to talk about it, what it means to you and what you're excited about. Cause mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a cool little thing. You had a, you had an awesome post on your social media the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just tell a little bit more people about what it is, what you're excited about. Uh, and, and, um, yeah, we'll just yeah. let it go from there. Then we'll, Dying. then we'll dive into nutrition guys. I promise.
1: Yeah, so for ALP, there's, and we've talked about it actually in a previous episode of this podcast, kind of that gap between fitness and healthcare, where healthcare can only do so much. Like, it really is sick care, where we go to the doctor or medical professional when we are sick, when we need assistance in that area. And they can only do so much because they only have so much time. The way our system is set up in the United States, they just don't have the capacity nor the desire nor the willingness or the education or maybe not the willingness, maybe they want to, but they just simply don't have the resources and the time to be able to help people with such things that are becoming more prevalent like chronic diseases. And it comes then in the form of those people look at fitness where... Yeah, maybe fitness is supposed to help you, but that seems so out of, like, pie in the sky. Like, I could never do what the Instagram videos are showing or what the ads are it's showing. It's like that
0: because that's what it's advertised as and marketed as. If you look up the hashtag fitness, all you see is six-packs and, For and sure. bikinis.
1: For sure. And there's a whole group of people that want to move. They want to feel better. They want to get rid of chronic diseases or aid in getting off medications or getting out of pain and they kind of fall in that gap between both of those entities the doctors don't have the resources the time to do it fitness isn't educated or isn't at least marketed as being able to help this Um, and that's where the alp fills that void and fills that gap so where people might come out of a surgery they go to a pt the pt gets them back to normal life and average like daily activities but they might not be able to help them get all the way back to running without pain. The knee is always kind of off compared to the other knee. And that's where the ALP can step in and say, hey, like I know exactly where to meet you, where you're currently at, and take you to where you want to go Um, in a variety of things, surgery being one of them. Uh, Pain is a big one, right? Like pain, we don't have to be in pain. Um, And instead of going to someone that says like, oh yeah, like, oh, squats hurt, just don't squat. Well, what can we do to help you build back to being able to squat? You sit down and stand up from a chair, that's a squat, and that's pretty important to everyday life. Um, so going through ALP, learning more about the curriculum and all the information that lies within it, I think that's where my passion really lies in like getting people back to doing the things that they love to do Without thinking they're sentenced to this life of like, oh yeah, I'm just getting old. Oh yeah, like just in pain. That's just how it is. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that's just how it is. There are options. And we at Unity are now able to provide more of those options at a higher level through becoming an active life professional.
0: Yeah, the education's there. The systems are there to help us now. Like Mm -hmm. We were probably doing a lot of this our own way. Mm-hmm. but now we have uh, a system and a structure that really helps us like take the deep dive into this and do it do it uh i don't want to say like a better uh, the correct way but definitely a better way
1: yeah i think it's more like you said more structured more systematized so that it can be repeated yeah it's not oh yes i remember we did this thing for this person's shoulder one time and mm-hmm. it worked now we know this is the thing that you do and mm-hmm. this is how like to go back to the tendons we know that the HSR heavy resist heavy strength training resistance protocol is the move for tendons. They love the time. They love the tempo. We stay there. Tendons love it. We so should we
0: should do an episode on just tendon stuff in the future.
1: Yeah, we dive into it. When we're
0: thinking about ideas. About whole, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we have now those systems from an exercise perspective that can be repeated over and over with. Yeah. A multitude of different things and I then individualize to the specific person um, mm-hmm. depending on what they're going through
0: yeah it's it's something where I've used the language lately and I've, I've used this before we were so we joined ALP Emily joined ALP last late July so we just say August 1 and basically she got through a 13 month course in seven months and now we're just about implementation and making sure everything's like set so we'll probably re- take the time to review um, take the time where I can learn from Emily and go through all this stuff to help us help more people, and, and really kind of take that knowledge and put it into action. We already are, by the way. We already have yeah. um, several. Most of our members have already been in, benefited from it. Then we have brand new members that have like specifically come in because of this specific thing too, which is mm-hmm. cool. But anyway, we're going to take that uh, and kind of take take that all into consideration uh to make sure that we can we can again make sure the teams on board the people on board like this is, is we're, we're what I'm ultimately getting to here is we're not just a gym membership guys we unity fitness is we're providing solutions we're providing results we're not just coming in and hoping that what we do is like I just told this we have a golfer we're sitting in the gym right now you can hear this clanging and banging in the background and the thumping of protein powder um but we we have a golfer out here right now who's dramatically improved his body in the last three months, and he, he, he's like, I still can't believe it. I still can't believe it. My swing's totally changed. I'm hitting the ball 10 yards further already. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I'm like, well, this shit wasn't an accident, man. Like, yeah. like we did this on purpose. Like, we have every intention of doing these things the way that we've set them up to specifically help you on what you wanted to have help on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we do solution-based stuff. We do results-based stuff. It's it's not an accident. It's not on purpose. Right.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing that stands out Um, from what we do here, like we dive into those very specific things, right? Like we've talked about it before. Any gym could be like, oh yes, I help with weight loss or like we can lose weight. And like, that might be an awesome side effect, but diving into like, Hey, hitting the golf ball further. Like we know what works there Mm -hmm. or, Hey, my, you know, my low back has been bugging me my entire life. I like for the past year plus I don't know what to do about it. The medical industry can't help. I've gone to PT. They've helped a little bit. It hasn't stuck. Like, yeah, that's what we do. That's yeah. what we dive in and solve.
0: For sure, and it's. I'm excited. I know mm-hmm. you're excited. I know you're thrilled. Um, Emily's got certifications that uh, I don't have that I'm envious of that I want. Uh, this is another one, and and I'm just lucky enough, grateful enough to be able to work next to her and ask questions. Where I don't have to go on an Instagram account and hope that I'm sending somebody to a guy that I review or, or a girl that I review as, you know, the one that I want to find answers from, a respected, educated XYZ, and hope that they message me back. I can just go and ask Emily. So I'm right. really excited to do that. Uh, our coach Ryan's going on path on this path right now, too. We're hoping to have future coaches go down it. Um And I'm excited to just continue to learn from them and and Mm -hmm. go through it all with them, so.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to share more. I think we've just scratched the surface in, like, being able to implement, and I'm excited to, as with anything, get more reps in and make it smoother and all the things. So, Mm -hmm. I'm excited for more members, new members, everyone to kind of dive into it.
0: More solutions. Yep. Cool. So, episode 19's covered a little bit more of... um, how we're, how we're continuing to improve the industry and change the industry and how we do things here at Unity, but it also kind of covers that same mask of how we view fitness should be taken. Mm-hmm. Like, like our, our profession uh, is, is what Emily and I, obviously if you guys have been following along, know that we consider ourselves a professional in this career and, and we take ourselves that way. And um, going through that and kind of giving you an update of the industry, if you will, an update of Unity Fitness and how we're continuing to change the world and what we view that in the next 5 to 10 years it will be changed like that. Like fitness will be the healthcare. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit old school vibes here. Maybe nutrition. Yeah. Uh, like I said before, specifically protein. Mm-hmm. Um, a macronutrient. There's three macronutrients. Right, guys? There's fats, carbs, and proteins. And uh, protein is the macronutrient that we just can kind of very simply label as the one that helps you like, we we say carbs are energy, fats are for health, protein for strength.
1: Yep. Yeah, the building block. Building right? blocks. Yeah.
0: Yeah, But it's also one of the primary and constantly, I don't know if I, I, is the word reviewed, or Um. It, it's one of the primary ways that we help people lose fat sustainably. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to get crazy with it, but we do get crazy with it for from time to time to help people really kind of get this fat loss going. Yeah. So let's just talk about that. We can go into the science behind it, talk mm-hmm. about some behavioral stuff and appropriate stuff of what we need for coaching. And Because um, a lot of this stuff that you're going to hear, Emily and I talk about, mm-hmm. is probably not something you're going to hear from a doctor or a registered dietitian or a mm-hmm. nutritionist. Right. And we know those things too. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the other part of it. Like, we know those things. We're educated in a lot of this nutrition stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah let's just dive in about protein Diving and about protein. science behind it
1: yeah um so like jordan said protein is kind of one of those three we like to think about building block kind of for strength right as i guess the first kind of qualities of, of protein if you will it's a very satiating nutrient where it, it takes a lot for the body to break down the protein um, which comes into play later and um, just a real
0: quick end save your thought Difference of satiation and satisfaction. Satiation basically tells the body that you're full in that moment. Satisfaction is like a different brain thing. It's like that's like a dopamine thing. Yes. That's like that's like pleasure trigger happiness stuff. Satiation is when your like body is actually telling your brain that you are full. Yes. Because your body will keep eating forever if your brain's not like in the way. Yes. Right. Right. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: That's okay. So satiety plays a role in that. Um, it's also a lot of people have found, and if you're tuning into this episode, maybe you struggle with this as well, somewhat of a quote-unquote challenging macronutrient. I think all the foods to tie back into Jordan's thought of the satisfying foods that we think of often tend to be carbs and fat-based. Yeah. Uh, your desserts, sweet treats, right? Like, those are not going to have protein in them. Where then the focus, as we dial into nutrition, whether it's a fat loss goal, whether it's a strength goal, we know we need the protein, and therefore the focus has to be on the protein. The other things come along with it. The carbs, the fats, they will be in your diet. It's very hard to avoid them. A lot of the foods we crave or reach for have them anyway. But I I don't know that I can say a single, maybe once in my life, where I was like, I just need some chicken, and like I craved protein, but for the most part... It doesn't happen.
0: I've craved smoked meat. I've craved burger. I've craved styles of chicken, usually like salt, you know, seasoned or something. Right, like, the seasoning. Like, like grilled chicken thighs. Uh huh. Like <sighs> can like, like, like we don't even we salt and pepper them. Like maybe a little yeah. chicken kick stuff, whatever it's called, kicking chicken. But like I crave that. Yeah. But I hear what you're saying. The cravings that we typically get. Right. Are way more than the other thing.
1: Which is where when we dive into nutrition, that focus on protein and yeah. protein intake takes a little bit more of a forefront
0: yeah and it's and it's boring right they're they're yeah. hearing like oh you need to eat more chicken like seriously like i don't crave that i don't like yeah. that like no one like emily's saying like no one's really out there thinking like i can't wait to go buy my chicken breast today
1: yeah right right, right. you're not we're, snacking on a chicken breast yeah well and we're not, usually yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you talked to aaron and i <laughs>
1: <You're> right <laughs>
0: um but like we're walking around the grocery store or we're walking around you know, wherever shopping mm-hmm. and we see food, we're not going to be like, oh, nice, they have a chicken breast. Yeah. Like we're not going to just, just go, not and remove, and, yeah. Right. And there's a reason also why that you, there's this huge market of protein bars. Mm-hmm. Like we don't see fat bars out there and carb bars. Right. right. Protein bars is also something that's harder to crave. So what do they do? They just loaded the protein bars up with fats and, and carbs. Part.
1: And ironically enough, the protein and, or the fat and carb bars are marketed as protein bars.
0: Protein bars yeah go figure huh right there's a little conundrum um but to make those more edible and because people uh in the fitness industry and more nutrition science and the science in the background is showing that people need to eat more protein and we lack it and 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 it's they know obviously there's this big market for it clearly uh these protein bars and these protein supplements are gaining more steam because people are looking for them and we can't just go buy a burger (laughs) off of a shelf Mm -hmm. that's cooked and edible, and chicken breast, right? So they they, they come in these forms, guys. Typically, like, if you go to the grocery store, you go to a convenience store, you're not going to see, unless it's between a bun or wrapped up in some sort of tortilla or bread or something, you're not going to see protein just always available. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need a spoon if it's cottage cheese or yogurt, maybe eggs, Hard boiled eggs would be like the closest. Hard boiled eggs. Beef jerky. I was
1: going to say, maybe like a beef jerky or like a meat stick of sorts would yeah. be like the. Just crazy.
0: Speaking of eggs, expensive. Like beef jerky is expensive
1: too. Yeah, it is. Crazy it is. expensive. Yeah. Um, but so those products then come in handy. But like you said, oftentimes when you order something at a restaurant or even go to the grocery store, it's going to be in a sandwich form, in yes. a wrap, in Hard a to get. pasta. Yeah, definitely. So depending on your goal, that focus their lives in protein.
0: Yes, the science behind protein and why we, it's usually one of, if somebody comes in for fat loss,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's probably the first thing that we're gonna try to help them with, aside from our unity fitness food list, which we, what we did on that guys, is we tried to just create different groups of foods that we view uh, help with gut health, inflammation, overall health, overall performance, and should help you get to any goal. It's how we use that food list. Then is how to manipulate it for super specific goals for specific people. Mm-hmm. We even have ones for vegetarians and vegans as well. But uh, strictly speaking, protein—the science behind it and why we go through it. Protein is the one macronutrient that helps sustain and can help build muscle. Mm-hmm. And that—the other cool thing about protein is that it's showing a little bit more in like with brain health now. Um, There's a few other things as well, and that's because of the amino acids. There's amino acids out there that are essential and non-essential. Basically the combination of all of those together, um, the essentials and non-essentials, I think there is a 24, 23, 24, 25, whatever it is, yeah. Um, When they're combined at the same time, the body can go through the proper protein synthesization or protein synthesis in the body to help you preserve and help you build lean muscle where applicable. Um, your body doesn't make the non-essential. We have to get that from food, and there therefore that's why we need essential. Pro- essential sorry, essential. Yeah, body yeah. doesn't
1: make essential. You body have to doesn't make essential. Get it from. We food. have
0: to get that from food, which is why we need protein, um, and this is why also that we uh, recommend it too, because without that you don't have the essential blocks that mm-hmm. pair with the non-essential blocks that can that is are made in the body to help you actually go through this process. Yep. So, and when I say building lean muscle too, guys, like it's not going to, like you eating more protein is not going to bulk you up. Keep this in mind too. When we think about bodybuilding or strength training, the people, the dedication and the actual work required to do that is astronomical. Huge. So we're going to, when we think lean muscle, don't think bodybuilding. Don't let your mind race to that. Mm -hmm. This is like the beautiful toned muscle that everybody wants to have. It's just a matter of how we want to train and how much of these nutrition pieces we want to implement. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the last piece I'll talk about with the science is uh, there's two really cool things that happen from a behavioral standpoint and from kind of like a physiological standpoint is that two, uh, one, uh, what Emily said earlier, protein is like the one macronutrient sometimes combined with fat that creates satiation. It Mm -hmm. makes you full within the meal. The easiest example that I always tell people is if I give you six donuts and six chicken breasts. Each donut's 150 calories. Each chicken breast is 150 calories. About the size of your palm, if you need an example. We can smash the six donuts pretty quickly and we can still be hungry afterwards. We are not going to, you and I, Emily, are not going to yeah. get through the six chicken breasts. Make it close. We might, get close. We might yeah. get close. Um, if I really tried. Right. We would be, but. and we would also be. Full. Like, Forever. full. <laughs> and, like, uncomfortably full. Yeah. But if we think about those six donuts and those six chicken breasts, mm-hmm. 900 calories a piece per box. We're not full after the donuts. We can probably eat within a half an hour. Mm-hmm. We are uncomfortably probably ready to throw up full after the chicken breasts. Yeah. But they're both 150 calories apiece, both 900 calories total per box. The difference is because the donuts is all sugar and some fats. The difference is because the chicken breast is all protein. Your protein makes you full guys Mm -hmm. protein makes you full that's the satiation piece and it takes longer for your body to digest like emily said which is the second piece to this which is called thermogenic effective food where TEF for short your body works harder to break protein down not protein supplements protein food actual food where therefore you have to increase your metabolism to actually break this food down Mm -hmm. and i think it's like for every 25 grams or 24 grams of protein consumed your body breaks down four of it like you lose four of it in yeah. the process so you, you you basically gain 16 calories of metabolism for every 24 ounces of protein 24 grams of protein that you eat
1: that sounds right
0: yeah I think it's something like that so your body literally elevates a metabolism to break down the protein um, some proteins have different effects red meats have different gut, uh, effects on gut health especially mm-hmm. as we age so there's a little bit of pieces of that we're aware of that we're not going to go into that rabbit hole today. And the last thing I want to talk about with the science is that protein sends this anabolic signal. And anabolic means uh, basically our body isn't tearing itself down, It's 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 a positive production of something in the body. And more specifically towards a nitrogen imbalance, and it sends the brain signals that says our body is in a nitrogen, a positive nitrogen imbalance, we have a lot of nitrogen in our body from protein. So it basically says if you want to use energy at all, don't use your muscles use something else. Mm-hmm. And if we're on a caloric deficit and we're eating high-quality foods, that something else should be fat mm-hmm. because the carbs will be maintained for the energy that we need it to for whatever it is that day. But keep in mind, if you do eat carbs, your body will use that first too. Energy. Yes, energy. Um, so the protein tells the brain to preserve muscle tissue or even build it now that it's available into lean muscle tissue and strong bones, tendons, ligaments, all the other stuff in between, uh, rather than using muscle as fuel. So when we lose like 10 pounds in a week for people, a lot of that's water weight, and a lot of that could be muscle, Mm -hmm. which is why we push protein and usually makes people think that they're eating more. But then we do all these things. We satiate them, Mm -hmm. we create a higher metabolism, we create the nitrogen imbalance in a positive direction in the body, which then promotes more fat loss, which then keeps them from eating poopy food, and we've already boosted their metabolism and right. if they're strength training which they should be it helps them heal and, and recover faster recover. from strength training I'm done with the science
1: <laughs> I think I want to circle back on kind of what you touched on earlier and then just kind of brought up again but it's important to note that like these two things eating protein and then the types of workouts you're doing strength training in this specific example both work together in a very cohesive way and Whether we, if we're building strength, we know we have to lift above and beyond what we are already lifting to build the strength, right? We can't build strength without strength training. It's quite literally the name of it. But from a fat loss standpoint, they also go hand in hand. Your body isn't, if you just smash 300 grams of protein, your body might preserve the muscle that you have, but you won't be gaining more muscle more strength from just eating protein. On the same note, you could come in and strength train heavy and not be eating enough protein and you will not build the strength, build the muscle specifically to progress. So those two things go very hand in hand and we can't have one without the other. So when we're emphasizing the eating protein, not only is that from like a satiety standpoint and feeling better outside the gym, but it actually makes those workouts way more worth your time because they're actually going to you'll see the adaptation from them initially. So that's where when we stress this, they go together. Mm-hmm. Can't have one out the other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good good uh, recall on that. M, very good point. the The big thing behind it, guys, is that it's protein usually has to be cooked. We don't mm-hmm. want you we don't want you sucking down supplements all the time. Those are to help you supplement your protein intake. We understand they're available. We understand that they're easier to get, but we still prefer whole food. Mm -hmm. We still prefer organic. We still prefer grass-fed, that type of stuff. Like, that's the top-tier thing. If you can't do that all the time, then tier it down to what you can do sustainably and make that work for you. Mm -hmm. We also understand if you've got uh, different types of kidney health stuff. Like, there's different things on that and the protein intake that you should be doing. Like, we we hear you on all of that. We just want to go through the science behind it. If, if you have questions on this afterwards, you're a member here at Unity, or if you have your doctor that you want to run by, like, then ask them. Like, yeah. ask, ask a good question based on this.
1: Yeah, it definitely gets more individualized. And obviously, like you said, we're aware of all these kind of nuanced considerations. Mm. But in general, protein is often overlooked. And I think that's why we wanted to make this episode specifically to explain the science and why we should stop overlooking it.
0: If there's anything that I've been a broken record on for the last 10 years, this is like the first year in the industry. I just thought I could just train people and then they'd get strong and they'd lose their weight. We'd be good. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like, wow, I need to know about nutrition. So I first learned all this stuff from a bodybuilder and my original mentor, like just shadowing them, asking tons of questions, looking stuff up, and then finding about macronutrients. If mm-hmm. it fits your macros, like the whole, you know, right? You go yeah. down the rabbit hole. Um, but then... Like you realize like how powerful protein is, you see the research on it, and now the research today is trying to debunk it, and if anything, it's just showing that it's more true. Mm -hmm. So for people uh, doing what Emily said earlier, like you have to do both, and then understanding the science behind it is why we prescribe it, if you will, Mm -hmm. uh, so much for nutrition stuff to at least help them get going. Because a lot of the people that we do see have some sort of look better goal. Mm -hmm. They have some sort of weight loss goal. It might not be much, but it's something. Yeah. And we always, always, always start with a food list, and then we start with a food log, and then we always usually tackle protein first. Rarely any time is anybody ever eating enough if they want to lose a little bit of weight. I always say like 120 for females, 120 grams a day for most females, minimum, Mm -hmm. for most. And about 150, 175-ish maybe for males for fat loss specific phases in their Mm -hmm. journey. Yeah. Um, maintenance is a little bit lower than that for both. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also depends on how active you are, how much strength train. like if you know sure. your body and how much more you need, like I know I need a little bit more than that for maintenance, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, I think it's important to to recognize, like you might hear those numbers and be like, oh gosh, like I don't even know what protein I'm eating, like mm. I have no idea. And that's where starting with a food log or reaching out to a coach and getting an objective view on yeah. like hey, where are I, where am I at, where should I be, Yeah, and how can we build to get there? Like with everything, building those sustainable yeah. steps. If you're at 60 grams, and all of a sudden you hear Jordan say 120, you're like, double it? Yeah. Like, how, right? And that's where we step in and say, this is how you this do it. This is how,
0: the behavior's behind it, the strategies behind it. Yep. Getting a little bit throughout the day, making it the first part of every meal that you're preparing or prepping for. Yep. Having snacks focused on protein, mm-hmm. like those are easy ones, and then having the supplement there to get you through it. Yeah. Like that's the other piece. Like mm-hmm. those are those are the simplest ones. And some of this because all a lot of this protein requires some sort of prep work. Probably have some sort of protein prepped. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: That's my holy grail of meal prep. If I do nothing else, I cook chicken. Hundred percent. So that I have it. Everything else, like we talked about in the beginning of this episode. The carbs are easy. The vegetables, objectively, they can be frozen easy. Yep. Like the fats, easy. Cook them in small oil. But the protein, there's very few high quality grab and go options that you can eat to sustain your entire protein intake for the day.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Be Couldn't a agree lot more. Of beef jerky. If there, yeah, and expensive. And if there's <laughs> yeah. any any protein at all or any meal prepping at all, protein. protein. Like we recommend that because you can you can put it with different things. Emily talks about chicken. Same thing. Like you can put that in a salad. You can make it as a sandwich. You can make it in an omelet, a burrito, mm-hmm. a wrap. You can have it as a standalone thing with other just you know frozen vegetables and the carb. Like it's interchangeable. Yeah. So if there's one thing you prep, instead of thinking this big glorious massive recipe mm-hmm. just meal prep your protein
1: yeah and it doesn't have to be chicken it can be yeah i'll do like sometimes i'll do like ground turkey or i'll do even just hard-boiled like we talked about hard-boiled eggs mm-hmm. i'll make sure i have some hard-boiled eggs in the fridge those are always easy we did
0: a pork coat, pork roast this week just mandy put yeah. it in a slow cooker for like seven and a half eight hours done yeah.
1: just something easy that can be neutrally seasoned and you can just throw in anything yep. like you said salt pepper average seasonings and then go from there
0: and that's how it's all kind of done and we've seen this this protein thing like when people specifically want fat loss and we track it and we look at it and we help them get this protein number up and we do it for two to six weeks maybe Mm -hmm. for most people um we see fat loss happen like yeah and we we gauge it with our eight thousand dollar scale that shows body composition Everything that's going on inside the body. When we keep things constant, and we can kind of manipulate the water and understand the constant of water in the body and everything else. At the same time of day, it's, You know, blah 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 with all the scale stuff, the parameters. Um, fat loss happens pretty crazy, and it's ever it's any age, any age, mm-hmm. any age, any training level, male or female. Yep it's 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 stupid how easy how like easy it is i can't say it's, yeah. it's not easy because i know it's i know it's of simple it's simple yeah
1: yeah it just requires that it's it's not easy because it does require a few action steps on your end mm-hmm. but it is simple where yeah. we focus on protein boom yeah
0: like
1: it's it's that and then
0: we taper off mm-hmm. so for those of you listening that are maybe in the medical field or nutrition field or registered dietitians i know we have a few uh, we're not saying this for long term yeah. we're saying this for the specific goal we know that longevity has a piece of actually dropping protein down and being a little bit more maintenance style on that. And we do that. But people still want to look good when they're 70, 75. Mm-hmm. Like, I want people to make sure that they understand that too. Yeah. And, we, and, and, and there are times where we can take people through that. We literally do it here every day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I still remember our accountability challenge that we did two falls ago. Yes. And we had like 40 members doing it. People that have been with us for 10 years, people that have been with us for 10 months, 10 weeks, 10 days, all ages, all sizes, Mm -hmm. everybody lost. And all we did was focus on protein. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We didn't do anything else great. Like it was food quality. They they sent in a food
0: log. Yeah. We just did macros. And then Mm -hmm. the only one we really hammered home was like, hey, your calories are really freaking high today or really freaking low. Yeah. And your protein was good or not good. Yeah. And yeah, just hammer home that and it was all done. Mm
1: -hmm. So just simplifies it it doesn't have to be very complex at least when we're starting then we can dive into those very individualized kind of specified adjustments and things like that but if we're just generally looking for a protein recommendation and how to get started some options
0: generally is the the key word there and why Yeah. yeah the science the behavior the general uh recommendations if you will uh and keeping it simple Yes. Like we're not trying to here to fluff up and say like hey, uh, by the end of this, uh, by the way, we make our own protein powder, chocolate and vanilla here at Unity Fitness. <laughs> no, we're not saying that. you should buy it though. But it is know? the best. Yeah. It is the best. <laughs> um, we're not here to sell you things at the end except for our protein powder. But we we take it seriously. Take all because we we know working with people, thousands of people and for 23 years combined experience between just us two, um, people lack in protein. Mhm.
1: Yeah, and and like
0: we talked about earlier, we crave the other shit. <laughs> we, don't, we don't sit there and crave. Very few of us crave the other stuff. Right, right. So. Or
1: like you said, if you do, it tends to be like a burger, which is also with the bun, with the fries and all the things.
0: Which we were talking about protein this morning with some people. This is my plug. This is my cell at the end. If you're in lacrosse, go try Fork and Fables Burger. Oh, delicious. It, it might be the best in, the, in town.
1: It's very good. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And they have the, I'm a personal fan of the Rotating Chef Burger because yes. they always have different toppings. Yes. So those are always good.
0: Fork and Fable, for those of you that don't know, is the old Arterial that used to be there forever on 16th and Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, they also are a very big craft beer bar and they try to do a lot of farm to table for most of their food. Hopefully one of them are listening right now and give us like a sponsorship to this. That would be cool. <laughs> Um, but we went we took our team party there, our Christmas Mm -hmm. party, like it, it, they do a good job, but the burger, the burger's, the burger's crazy good. Yeah. Um, anyways, guys, ALP, active life professional, what the heck is it? Why is it changing the world? Why is Emily changing the world? Ryan's on board with it. Why are we happy to be a part of active life in general? And then protein. Mm -hmm. That was the big thing we wanted to get through in this. We still get a lot of, um, I I feel like there's still a lot, maybe, maybe I'm confusing it for a negative but like the negative connotation, negative feelings, negative rap for protein, um, or maybe it's just me misinterpreting that for the lack of education behind it.
1: Maybe, maybe yeah. both.
0: But I still feel like we get a lot of like, feet like a lot of resistance when we tell people eat more meat, eat, eat more, eat more protein. Yeah. Um, and we understand the plant, and we understand the environment, we understand the world health. Like we do get that for anti-inflammatory standpoints, we do know that like plant plant-based diets are better Mm
1: -hmm. um well you you can get get enough protein in a plant-based diet it just becomes way more complex and you have to kind of factor in in a lot of the plant-based sources of protein there's a significant amount of carbs as well right so you're just going to have to be very strategic in planning your protein options with your carb options
0: and like you said we
1: so that gets more
0: yeah it gets more individualized Mm -hmm. but i want to make sure the listener knows like We understand a lot of those things. We're not just sitting here saying, like, do straight carnivore diet. Right. But we also understand, again, we've worked with thousands of people. We can tell you we have the data, by the way. We have the data. (laughs) We we save everything. um, (laughs) That shows different. And it's crazy. It's still crazy to this day at how powerful protein can be when we get it right for helping people get to where they need to be and then kind of go down to the maintenance level for it. Mm -hmm. It's stupid.
1: Yeah. I think that negative feeling, in my mind, it seems to be a little bit of, resistance almost to like the changes that need to happen and yeah. sometimes we just need to do the thing and maybe approach it more like an experiment and just try it if it works it works and we're here telling you that it probably will work or it definitely will work but you always have the ability to try for yourself yep but you do have to try it you can't cheat your way around it
0: final word on protein peanut butter is not a protein
1: Ooh. that's all i gotta say a good call yeah <laughs> And protein bars, if they have less than 15 grams of protein, are not protein bars either.
0: Yeah, it's a Clif bar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or an Rx bar, or or a perfect bar. Carb bars. It's either carbs or fat bars, but they're not protein bars if they have less than 15 grams of protein and over 200 calories. It
0: doesn't mean they're necessarily (laughs) bad either.
1: Right. They're just not quality sources of protein, even if the label says good source of protein. Yeah,
0: yeah, agreed also last call all right guys that's what we have for episode 19 in season two of the oofta podcast we're happy to be back on track here um and going through some more stuff and kind of probably just letting them roll here in the future and kind of do one week on and yeah. see where it kind of takes us we miss a week again we miss a week we, we missed a week because emily and i just like literally missed the week
1: literally forgot yeah. i was sitting at breakfast with my parents and i was like yeah and my mom goes yeah what's the podcast episode and i was like Hmm. and then i open my phone she after breakfast phone. Yeah. and George's like we never recorded a podcast <laughs> to,
0: to to your to, to emily's defense too yeah we were both thinking about it probably literally at the same moment which is even more crazy yeah um we we could have had a chance to do it and i was like nah yeah
1: like okay. we'll let it, we'll get it back just take the week off yeah all good, good. But all right
0: guys yeah thank you so much we appreciate you all uh don't forget to, to do all the things like share comment subscribe download And let us know your feedback.
1: Awesome. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.
0: Cheers.